right? I honestly, this is another one. I don't feel as if I'm able to attract anybody better than this. That's a huge one. Oh, I'm I'm in this relationship because I'm afraid I can't get someone else or someone better. It, it unless you're super super self aware. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you five episodes a week, four of which are solo episodes with Kevin and I, and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer, of The Playbook Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode where we talked about how to level up your health in 2021, a live mastermind. Oh, yeah. Today, for episode number 539, are you settling in your relationship? So it's been a minute since Alan and I have talked about relationships and this is always this was always something across the board that I think you and I saw. Right. It's very difficult to understand where somebody is in their relationship, especially with social media, and especially if you are the one who's kidding yourself. So I know a ton of people who have confided in me in the past who basically said, like, I'm not really happy in my relationship, but there are so many reasons why they wouldn't leave. One, because they are of a certain age and they assume they're not going to find somebody else. Two, they don't know what their family will think. Three, they're of the age where they should be getting married and having kids. So some people are literally willing to settle for a family versus an ideal family. And our intention in this episode is to get you to ask yourself the difficult question. If you are settling in your relationship and you said like, I clicked on this episode because I wanted to see what it was and I kind of feel like I am, I want you to leave this episode with a higher awareness and maybe more courage to take action on that thought. This is a really, really challenging topic because I don't, uh, I don't think it's black and white. I don't think anything is. I think it's, you know, I think if you ask yourself a simple question from zero to ten, how fulfilled am I in my relationship? If your answer is, you know, low, that doesn't mean you can't increase it. But I think it's important to also understand, like, if you are settling, it's important to acknowledge that so that you can at least start climbing again. I just think it's one of those things where I think a lot of people are in relationships for themselves, but I think a lot of people are in relationships because that's what's expected of them. You know, like, I was I was always lucky in the, in the way that my family never said, like, oh, you don't have a girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. Like, that never really happened to me. But I know a lot of people's families are like that. For sure. Like, oh, I really I really want grandchildren one day. Like, are you going to make that happen for me? You know, like, if that's your reality and that's one of the reasons you're in your relationship, that's an issue. Right. Now, there's a difference between settling and having, I don't want to say doubts, having things about your relationship. Right. Right. You could very easily say like, oh, I'm really happy in my relationship, but I think there's a big difference between saying that and then actually settling. What does settling mean? It means that you are consciously deciding that you know you could be happier or more aligned or more in love or treated better or you could have different opportunities, but you're consciously saying, ah, you know what? I'm afraid to do this again. 
I am afraid of judgment, right? I, honestly, this is another one. I don't feel as if I'm able to attract anybody better than this. That's a huge one. And a lot of this isn't conscious. No. You know, a lot of it is, it's not like someone saying like, oh, I'm, I'm in this relationship because I'm afraid I can't get someone else or someone better. It, it, unless you're super, super self-aware. So there's a lot of different ways we can go with this, but I, I want to try to give an example. So as someone who used to be very out of shape, I'm going to try to use an analogy here. So I, for a really long time, as many of the listeners know, struggled with drinking too much and too often, and I, I wasn't taking my fitness very seriously, fitness specifically. So uh, when I was working at Cognex and when I was working in corporate America, I wasn't going to the gym, and I didn't feel very good physically. Now that I've lived in a, in a physique and a body and a lifestyle where I'm consistently going to the gym and I'm consistently hydrating and I'm not drinking alcohol and I have a lot of healthy habits overall, you know, obviously not 100%, but, but much better, a, a million times better than what I used to have. Now with this higher awareness of what it's like to feel physically well, now I would never go back in a million years. And I think that I feel that same way about my intimate relationship right now, but I don't know if I know how to articulate it to someone who's never experienced it because, and, and I'll just be completely honest on this episode, I used to think that I had good relationships. And I, and I did in comparison to anything else I'd ever experienced. Now that I'm with Emilia, the level of love, fulfillment, intimacy, connection, understanding, it's at such a high level that in comparison to my past relationships, it's not even close. My, if Emilia and I are a 10 out of 10, the next closest is probably a 3 out of 10. And that's nothing against my past partners because I think you can only have a, a relationship to the extent that you're well-developed. And so it takes two to tango and I take full responsibility for my past relationships not being as fulfilling. Mm. But I do think that if you're out there right now, nobody is good or bad. I think people are either in alignment with what's most fulfilling to you based on your goals, core values, and beliefs, or not. Does that touch your legs? <laughs> no, you're good. Kevin and I mo- moved the studio a lot. We're actually doing a three-camera shoot for or, the first or time. We're attempting a three-camera shoot. We'll see how it goes. Trying it. So if you're out there right now listening, if you're feeling like, you know what, my level of fulfillment is only a four out of ten, that's okay. Is it because you have the wrong partner, or, or is it because there's something in your relationship that needs to shift? I, another question is, what are you... A couple questions. What are you getting from your relationship? What are you giving to your relationship? I think that you have to understand what do you actually want from a relationship. If you just want companionship, any relationship will do. I think you have to decide that you want a next level relationship. I always go back to a year, six months before I reconnected with Taryn. I was writing in my journal, I am grateful for my amazing, supportive relationship. Like my next level fulfilled relationship like my dream relationship that's what I was saying I was grateful for I've had opportunities you know before Taryn I was telling Alan this and I told Taryn this the other day which was a great conversation but I said babe we were talking about creating a void Mm -hmm. right we've talked about that a million times what is creating a void creating a void so Dave Meltzer talks about this basically if you want something in your life you have to create a void and allow the space for that thing to fill in. Right. Okay. Specifically relationships. It's a great analogy for mm-hmm. relationships. AKA, if you want something great, you have to say no to things that are good yes. enough. Yeah. Right. Uh, before I remember, you and I were going to Florida. Mm-hmm. I don't remember when. I don't think we were supposed to go to Florida. 
And it was the day that our flight got delayed and we oh, never ended yeah. up going. Oh, yeah. I was literally talking to a girl that day. I remember this. Yes. The Uber ride home. Was <laughs> Dude was heavy on the gas. <laughs> yeah. Heavy on the brakes. The brake. guy was hammering the gas, <laughs> yeah. hammering the brakes. Imagine an hour and a half long roller coaster. And a, like $150 yeah. roller coaster. When we hadn't slept. It was brutal. Yeah. But there was this girl who I matched with on some one of the dating apps, and it was literally going to be a friends with benefits situation. And I was like, I'm just too old for this. Like, this isn't what I want. Mm. This isn't what I want. So I had to allow that to go, to create a void and be lonely. And I'm pretty sure I literally messaged Taryn two or three days later. Yeah, we were playing Call of Duty, and you're like, do you think I should message yeah. Taryn? Ask she her to was, get coffee. And, and she was yeah. coming back from Florida. Really? Yeah, she was coming back from Florida. We were supposed to go down, That's but. Awesome. I decided that I didn't want a I didn't want a regular run of the mill relationship. I wanted something extraordinary. I wanted something amazing. I wanted something that I could literally talk about authentically, mm. right? About like how amazing it really is, how in love I am, how aligned it is, how amazing our future is going to be. If you can't talk about your relationship that way, right? Maybe you haven't put the work in yet, right? Maybe you're not with the right partner. Maybe you haven't communicated your truth. That's a whole nother thing. Mm. If you feel like you're settling because your partner isn't holding up their end of some bargain, have you actually talked to them about it? Right. That's a whole nother thing. I think that I used to be of the opinion that I couldn't communicate things with people. And I still that's still an issue I'm, I'm working on. I'm not great at communicating painful things with people. Mm. But all, all my old relationships, I would never say anything. And I would just expect things to resolve themselves. Right, and it doesn't work. All been there. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> but Tara and I have had a lot of conversations of like, hey, this is something that I'm not super fond of. Um, you know, it would mean this to me if you would try to work on that. Right, right. That's I think that's a healthy conversation as long as it's done with respect and with patience and gentleness. Have you ever settled in your life? Of course. Okay. What would you now knowing what you? Because that's what we want to do on this show is raise awareness. And, you know, you cannot take someone somewhere you haven't gone. And so I've settled as well. And it's interesting because I think I learned a lot when I was settling. So I don't think it's a complete waste of time or anything like that. And I definitely had some wonderful experiences. And I think we're all on this journey. But for someone who, at the end of the day, let me say this. My past intimate relationships, just to provide context. So I I was with uh, one person in high school for a year. Then I had a four and a half year relationship then I had a five-year relationship, then I had a two-and-a-half-year relationship. And so that's my serious relationships. And then there was a few in between uh, each of those. Mm. And so, you know, I've, I've spent some time in this arena trying to find myself, trying to find love, trying to understand masculine, feminine, all of it, trying to learn and grow. And I made some mistakes. I did some things really well, and I, you know, learned from the mistakes, and then I took the things I did well and, and applied them in my future relationships. And so I think that journey is important. One thing I will say is I don't regret any of those relationships. What I do think I would do differently if I could go back is I wouldn't have stayed so long. I think that I overcooked mm. the turkey, for lack of better phrasing, when it comes to staying in something incongruent a little too long. And I guess if you were to go back and talk to Kevin, and I do this to you often, when you were settling, what what would you authentically tell him with this higher awareness? Because back then you didn't know what it would be like. And neither did I. Ladies and gentlemen, have you ever been afraid to tell your friends or your family what you really wanted out of life? It's clear that you want to get to the next level. Join our private Facebook group. 
In that private Facebook group, you're going to get around a growth-minded, like-minded community who all have goals and dreams. That way you won't feel alone. You can be vulnerable. You can be understood. And again, there's nothing more important than getting on a winning team. To join Next Level Nation, just click the link in the show notes. I, I would ask him why he's in the relationship. I think a lot of my relationships were based on scarcity. Uh, genuinely, I think it was like, oh, this person is attractive and they like me. Like, I'm going to do this. And it, I didn't know. I, in a weird way, you almost don't know what's on the other side. So you don't really have much to compare it to. Same. You, yeah. Most people only compare what they... Well, there's, there's two things, right? What do you compare things to? Your best and your worst. Always. Really. Your subconscious does, even if you don't do it consciously. If you yeah. thought your last relationship was your best, then it does. that's what you're going to compare it to. It's, it's going to be... If you're saying, like, this is way better than my last one... Oh, infinitely better. Which was, <laughs> which was the best I've, I've ever had, even though it was the worst compared to what I have, I, I think your, your retrospection, your reflection, can only be as high as your understanding of what was mm. right like when were you in the best shape well this part of your life but now you only there's only so much contrast now you can look back and say oh shit you know what i actually was in way better shape than i thought right contrast i think there's i think the mind to understand it has to have contrast right what is hot if you don't have cold so what it, is up if you don't have down? so if yeah. you're in your first serious relationship yeah you we've don't seen even this right we've seen sure. this so many times i know that like let's talk about that from the outside looking in, we've had people close to us literally say like, well, this is, it's my dream relationship. It's amazing. The problem is it's your dream relationship compared to your nightmare relationship that you had before, but it's- Or no relationship. Or no relationship. But you kind of went from on a quality scale, a three to a four. Right. It's just an elevated level. And now we're not talking about the person. We're talking about the quality of the relationship. And, and that's the thing that's interesting too. I want to make sure- we're clear on this. Emily and I do relationship talks every weekend. We're 16 times in a row, 15 weeks. We did two in one weekend. And it's just so interesting to learn so much about people and relationships. The relationship, in my sincere opinion, can only be as wonderful as each person in it. It's almost like, it's almost like the development and growth and contribution and love of each party is the bottleneck to the relationship. So if you're if you're a level eight in your personal development journey, just for lack of better phrasing here, and your partner's a three, the average can only be eight plus three is 12, 11 divided by two, uh, 5.5. So your relationship can only be a 5.5. That's just the law of averages. That's just quantifying fulfillment. And the question is, is the three growing? And is the eight growing? And are they growing together or are they growing apart? It's really challenging, but... It's super important to understand, like, if you don't have common goals, if you don't have common core values, and you don't have common beliefs, it's going to be very, very challenging to... The best analogy that I have for this, Kev, is if you and I drive across the country together, um, and we have the same goal. Let's say we both want to go to San Diego to see Brendan Burchard speak, and we're both pumped about the goal, the vision, right? We're both excited. Hell yeah, I'm in. But yet you want to go the southern route and I want to go the northern route because I really want to see the northern route and you want to see the southern route. One of us is going to be less excited a little bit intrinsically, okay? And then all, all along the way, I want to listen to heavy metal and I don't really, but and you want to listen to rap. So that's an example of having a similar goal but not similar core values. 
and then you want to take a motorcycle across, and again, this is all hypothetical, and I want to drive a car. So, and, and then, by the way, we want to take different routes. So imagine the destination of San Diego is goals, congruent goals. Imagine taking the southern route versus the northern route as core values in conflict, or beliefs in conflict. You have a different belief of how you should get there. And then the music we're listening to along the way is a core value in conflict. I like heavy metal, he likes rap or country, whatever. That's, imagine being in the car, imagine being in the car with someone who has the same destination, who likes the same music, and who wants to go the same route. It's wonderful, but it gets a little slip, little slipperier. What if you wanting to, yeah, I know, what if you wanting to go the southern route exposes me to something I wouldn't have known otherwise, and I grow because of it, right? So it, it's not necessarily a bad thing if you have one or two core values in conflict or maybe you don't have the exact same goals, but I think it's important to understand the, the dynamics of the whole thing. And understand the benefits of that. Right of the differences, like they, yeah, of course you're gonna you're not gonna be the same, right? Like everybody shouldn't be, yeah. Everybody's right. a little bit different, but I think it's you know at the end of the day, I think you know you have that voice in your head that says ah, I'm not that happy here. Yeah, a lot of it's fear. If you're afraid to be single because you don't think you can find someone else, that's like the same reason. Okay. You don't like your job. Exactly. You, you realize yeah. your job isn't super fulfilling. You don't want to be there forever, but you're afraid to leave your job because you don't know how to find another one. Yep. It's like that with everything, but you have to create a void. People, one of the questions I get often is how do you, how do you create your dream relationship? And I always say you become the person capable of attracting and sustaining that relationship. But what isn't talked about is how much self-work that takes. That takes oh, so yeah. much. Yep. You and I were single for long periods of time before we get the relationships we're in. Yeah, and it was really difficult to stay single and to to deal with the loneliness. Yeah. When people say work on yourself, be alone, what they're actually saying is work on yourself in terms of your own self-love, your self-belief, your values, your clarity, what you're what you'll allow, your alignment, your core group, your confidence. Like that's what they're saying. Mm. If you're settling, you know it. I I believe that. I believe that. Like on a scale of 1 to 10, how aligned is it? How aligned is it? And sit with that. If it's not a 10, maybe it's a 9. Maybe it's an 8. Maybe there's some things you can change. But if you know, and you're always waiting for something to happen so you can leave, this my challenge for you is to figure that out. Like, be honest with yourself. When you're done with this episode, write out how you actually feel about your relationship. Right. Genuinely. Like, if you were trying to explain it to somebody else, that's what I would say. Write it out and then read it. It's honest. the hardest mirror in the world it to is. look in. It's not easy. Yeah, and I've been there, and I have nothing but empathy. It's so hard to look at that, um, but I can tell you from experience that on the other side is someone more aligned and far better. It's it's honestly not even close, and uh, that's what we hope for you. We do hope that for you. If in the year 2021, the amazing year that we're in, and that hopefully is going to be different than 2020 for many people, you are looking to start a podcast, scale your podcast, grow your podcast, monetize your podcast, all of that happy jazz. Alan and I do coaching together, but we also have a bunch of services. Maybe you just need audio editing or video editing. We have that, but we also have right now 16 full-time clients. Some of them, we do their full podcast. Other people, they just pick some things from our buffet-style menu. We would love to help you at Next Level Podcast Solutions. And then also, huge shout-out to Amy and Sharice. We are actually going to be speaking to anywhere from 80 to 250 people on this Saturday. Guys, if you are looking for authentic, energetic 
heart-driven people to come speak to your organization, your school. We would love to be that. Uh, first one is free. We just want to add value and get to know you guys, and we would love to help you take your people to the next level. Also, every Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have Next Level Masterminds. The important piece, we are a podcast, and we're in your pocket, and we're mentors and coaches and guides that can help you really create the life of your dreams five days a week. But we can't be your only positive influences, and I'm not saying that that's the case, but one thing that I've noticed that I really love, and you've heard me say it, is I love seeing people flourish regardless of us. Not regardless, but in our community. Mm. I love this community will, for lack of better phrasing, it'll just help you flourish in more ways than you can possibly fathom. I've seen it time and time again. It's not just Kevin and I. There's a whole community behind this this next level you movement. And one way to get a part of that is come to these masterminds, meet the guests that we have on, come listen to Kevin and I, but more importantly, network in the community with other people. If people are showing up to a free mastermind on a Monday night, they are trying to achieve dreams. If you have goals and dreams and you feel misunderstood, which you probably do if you have goals and dreams, you're going to want to get and be friends, friends with a bunch of people that are like that. So join us. Put your Instagram handle in the chat, network, and meet like-minded people. It's going to change your life more than anything else. Every Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you as always. Up next, we have another, as always, very special episode. We are going to be talking about if you're feeling lost, here's why. We know a lot of people have felt lost in their journey. We're going to go through our take on that and why clarity is probably the most important thing when it comes to this. We hope you enjoyed this. And as always, we don't have fans. We have family. We will see you on the next one. Talk to you soon. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.